What's up, everybody? This is Jerry Ferrara, and you are listening to the Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah podcast. All right, look, I like you. Okay, I want this to work, so just tell me what you need. I want to read your emails. You want to read my emails? Just from the last week or so. I just want to see who you've been talking to and how you've been talking to them. If there's nothing weird, I'll never ask again. Are you serious? Yes, and you can read mine too. I want us to have a totally open and honest relationship. What's up, baby bros? Welcome back to Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, the Entourage podcast. I'm your host, J.R. Hickey, coming to you from Palm Springs, California. Hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. Your holiday season is going well. I wanted to start this intro off by giving a huge thank you to everybody who shared their Spotify wrapped info with me. It's always a huge honor to see Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah in one of those top five podcasts that people have listened to throughout the years. Even in that two-year hiatus that I took, I had people sending me you know, stats that they'd listened or re-listened to old episodes. I highly encourage you to go back and do that. We have over 80 in the tan with incredible guests, some famous comedians, internet personalities, some who have become my great friends. So can't thank you guys enough for listening, continuing to listen, and continuing to support. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I never really plugged myself, but if you're ever interested, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, etc. At JR will do it. I also want to give a quick shout out to our guest last week. Ben Cruz recently experienced a death in his immediate family, and he was kind of going through it when he recorded with us, and he's a trooper. He agreed to do the episode. He he brought it like he always does, and I know he's having a really tough time right now, so my thoughts and prayers, and I hope all the listeners' thoughts and prayers can go out to BJ. He's the man, and we hope to have him back in the mix really soon. Another great episode of Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah this week. Had Nick Lamdeus back, one of our most requested guests from last season. Had him on last season for Redemption. He got a choice this season. He could pick one of the last two episodes of uh, season six, and he picked Buried Alive, episode 10, which is what we're talking about today. He's great. He and I went over an hour, hour 15, just telling stories, relating it back to our childhoods growing up in Chicago and Queens. He's the man. He just recently moved to Las Vegas to uh, host a sports betting podcast. Check out his podcast. It's in the show notes of today's episode. Give him a follow. Give him a subscription. He'd really appreciate it. He's one of our friends, and he's a good dude. Other than that, let's keep this train rolling. Let's continue on through the end of the year, and I'll let you know what's going on for seasons 7 and 8 when we get there. Special guest next week, already scheduled. Not special like famous, just special to me. Don't forget to follow the social accounts at Pod, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Enjoy the episode, and I'll talk to you guys next Monday. My guest this week is the host and founder of Veterans Minimum, a sports podcast presented by Blue Wire. He's a content creator for WinBet Casino and Sportsbook. He's also a born and raised New Yorker who now lives in the city of Sin, Las Vegas. Nick Lamdeus, welcome back to the Entourage podcast. Dude, dude, when I tell you, I've been waiting. <laughs> I've been waiting. Listen, uh, it's my favorite show of all time. If you guys didn't catch me on the first time that I got the, the blessing and the honor to be on this show, when uh, shouts to my guy, Kyle. Yep. I know he's been on also. Uh, I saw him tweet your thing, and I was like, dude, there's an entourage pod. Are you kidding me? Like, I am Queens Boulevard. It was down the <laughs> block is where I grew up. And uh, I had to come back. You're the only person, dude, I've ever 
I don't want to say demand because it'd come out too forceful, but no. I've been like, yo, you got to get me back on this show. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what I was saying to you, and I'm not trying to dash you up too much, but like you, you have a pretty high approval rating here at Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah from the listeners. People enjoyed your appearance last time. It was season five, episode six, Redemption. I, I thought it was like kind of a middle episode, and Lamb just brought it, just brought the heat, had all these great takes. If you haven't listened to that, go back to last season and listen to it. But uh, I want to ask you about Vedas, man. When I saw you, I didn't see you. I was in New York in like June. And I hit you up and I was like, yo, let's, let's meet up. Let's pod. Let's do something. And you were like, I got some changes coming. And like a day later, you were like, I'm packing up and moving to Vegas. You've been there now for five months. How's it been? Yeah, dude. And you know what sucks, Jr. I was looking forward to it, man, to linking up with you. I was going to show you around and whatnot. And it just like, dude, I moved here Labor Day weekend, that Friday. Okay. okay. And August 16th, I had no idea that I was moving. Like when I tell you this shit moved fast, this shit moved fast. And it was just like everything. Dude, one of my one of my best friends, Dom, shouts to Dom. He he had a kid and I didn't even get to go see his kid because we had made plans. And I was like, bro, you know, this is I got to go do this. Got to go do that. I'm sending stuff. It was just chaos, man. So we didn't get to link up. I'm looking forward to linking up. I know I'm actually closer to you now than I you're was. You're much closer. Yeah, you're a back, drive back as then. opposed to a six-hour flight. <laughs> but uh, dude, it's been it's been everything I've wanted and more, man. Uh, all I wanted in this uh, game, as I do air quotes of content creating, was to be able to do this full time and whatever it took and whatever allows me to do so. Uh, an opportunity opened up with the studio at Blue Wire. I'd been there a couple of times prior and through visiting the studio and recording my content and just actually what really helped it is I was doing like a, a, a weekly spot with Joe Fan, who mm-hmm. had a show with WinBet and all the guys in the studio were like, dude, anytime this kid comes on, the show is like 10 times better. Yep. Joe vibes with him. We should get him out here. And I just kept saying, like, you guys have been teasing me for like a month, a year and a half, I should say. Like, send me a paper, send yeah. me, send me a contract, and I'm there, yeah. bro. I don't have yeah. a girlfriend. I'm not married. I got no <laughs> kids, right? There's nothing here for me in New York. And you know, it's the sports betting capital of the world. A lot of my content is that. So it's been great, dude. All I needed was a ticket, and he took it, man. That's it's, it, it's man. That's it. You know, that it's it's that queen shit that entourage is about. <laughs> Just get up and go, baby. Well, I couldn't be happier for you. I hope the listeners are happy for you as well. If you haven't yet checked out Lamb's podcast, just check out all of his content. The man's a machine. I'm happy he's here. I'm happy to be talking about season six, episode 10, Buried Alive. I gave you some options this time. I didn't just say like, hey, this is one we're doing. I gave you some options. We're doing Buried Alive. This is a super fun episode of Entourage. It aired originally Sunday, September 20th, 2009. Lamb, where were you on this date? Not that Sunday, but where were you in fall of 09? I was a freshman in college at Buffalo State. Nice. And I was on the football team. I went there as a kicker. I was a quarterback in oh, shit. So I was a quarterback in high school, all city, all Queens, baby, first team. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Uh, but I had a background in kicking because I was a soccer player growing mm-hmm. up. My one of the deans in my high school, crazy, crazy story he was the basketball coach for my mom. Oh, wow. And his son was the field goal kicker, Adam Tanowski of Buffalo university. Okay. So he hits me up and he's like, dude, come through 
you and I are going to kick at Hofstra University. And I was like, oh, dope, man. You know, I would love to learn more about kicking. JR, I walk there and there's 250 people there. <laughs> and it was a kicking showcase. And I was, and it like, was all like kickers from everywhere, probably. Dude, there was the um, my buddy Carrie Spear ended up kicking at Vanderbilt. Uh, Vanderbilt. There was another kid, Acosta, kicked at uh, UCLA or Tennessee. Damn. And it's Damn. like, holy shit, there's, these are like the best kickers in, in the country. And yeah. all I did was... I would kick touchbacks because I was a soccer player, right? Yeah, so I had yeah, a yeah. massive, I always had like a bomb of a, a leg, boom, right? Yeah. Bombing. And I probably attempted a 40 yard field goal in high school because no one in the city really kicked field goals. Okay. And, and like everyone would go for two point conversions because no one really had kickers. That's so New York. I love so, it. Dude, I, on my, my college tape, as I do air quotes was a 40 yard field goal attempt, a 30 yard field goal attempt and like 25 extra points. So I go there and I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm like, Adam, what the, what the hell am I walking into, bro? I've never kicked in front of all. He's like, yo, if I told you that this was going to be the thing, I know you wouldn't have came. So let's go. And bro, I don't know what it was. I was the best kicker there. Like, wow. Yo, we had, they had us do like situational kicking where it's like, you know, balls on the 35 yard line. And you would have to know that, well, if the ball's on the 35, you're kicking from the 42, you got to go up mm -hmm. there, simulate it, whatever. So I end up getting recruited by a bunch of schools. And this is like March of my senior year, bro. Yeah. I most people have their decisions made and no, you're like, what's going on? I was going to do the very like. I don't even want to call it generic because I don't think it's generic, but like take the year off and figure it out kind of thing. Cause it's March of my senior year and I don't know where I'm going to college. <laughs> my mom was not happy with me. So no, no parent is. Yeah. So Buffalo's and, and look, dude, I'm like a career B minus student. Like mm -hmm. my whole life was, I'm just going to get by. So I don't get slapped by my mom. If I bring home a bad grade. Right. So <laughs> Buffalo state was like, yo, we'll give you an offer. We'll get you in. And I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's go. You know, you got so a kicking scholarship. No. So division three, you can't get technically scholarship, but I got like, uh, I got grants. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know it. I know. So it's deal. like, yeah. it's, it was basically a scholarship, but not officially. And it's also a SUNY school, a state university school of New York. So it was a lot cheaper, but yeah, man. So I ended up going up there to Buffalo and I loved it. It's a great, great college town. Uh, it gets cold as hell in the winter. It's <laughs> yeah. very right dark. now. There's like 12 fucking feet of snow on the ground. Up there. <laughs> yeah. They had to move the bills game a couple of weeks ago. Cause there's a lot of snow, but yeah, basically, man, I was a freshman in college. I ended up going there to kick. I hated it. <laughs> I hated it, but, uh, it, it was a cool experience. So basically, yeah, I was not 18. I was 18 years old, freshman in college, probably watching entourage. Were you watching it like in the dorms on the, with the DVD bot sets or what were you doing? Were you done HBO? You know, I just, there was no fucking digital back then. So nah, nah, we've, you know, lie, cheat and steal, baby. You have to do what you have to do to get it. But I do remember, uh, two of the kids on my floor were massive entourage fans as well sure. so every sunday night i didn't have class until like 12 o'clock on monday so every sunday night we'd grab like a six pack we'd go to one of our rooms and we kind of watch entourage awesome. so that was like dude would you say that's the last show you you would tune into when it was airing? television yeah i don't know it's it's hard to say like this this is gonna sound dumb i'm a little older than you and i'm married so like there's some shit that me and my wife had to watch Fair. i'd say breaking bad which you know extended a little bit past this right like i think that's also one of your favorite shows like that was appointment television 
uh, this last most recent season of Better Call Saul, I thought was fucking phenomenal. So I was watching that live too. But yeah, no, not not like in the vein that you're talking about. That social communal aspect where it was like, dude, doors open, we're watching Entourage, everybody come in. You know that doesn't exist anymore, and that's why this podcast exists, dude. Is we're we're all in this one and the same from all walks of life, from D three tickers and Buffalo and Skull. you know. I was a, a failed Division One high jumper in the Midwest. Like We all were watching the same shit. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. So here's what else was happening on this day. Really quick. This same day was the 61st Primetime Emmy Awards. It was held on Sunday, September 20th. Took place at the Notia Theater in LA. Kind of standard stuff. Neil Patrick Harris was the host. Very standard. Some stats. 30 Rock was the sixth show to win Outstanding Comedy Series for its third consecutive year. It was nominated for 18 awards. That's a record. And then AMC's Mad Men won two major awards that night. And ER had its final season and went out with a bane, winning outstanding directing for a drama series. However, the category I'm most interested in for this Emmys Awards season was Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series. Kevin Dillon, a.k.a. Johnny Drama Chase, lost to John Cryer for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series. John Cryer was Dr. Alan Harper on Two and a Half Men. Kevin Dillon was nominated like three or four times for this role, never got to win it. He was beaten out by Piven twice and uh, fought an Allen from Two and a Half Men, which I don't know if you ever watched it. It was a fine performance, but drama needed to win one. You know what I mean? What What's that saying? Uh, like, uh, like um, it's like imitation is... Life imitates art. Yes, dude. And that's like what his whole storyline was in Entourage too, yeah. right? Like dude could never land a role or if he would, he'd get, he'd lose it somehow. And then, you know, fast forward to the movie later on, he finally gets the crowning achievement and he wins one. But yeah, it was, it, it was dope, man. He was nominated alongside Neil Patrick Harris as Barney Stinson Jack McBrayer and Tracy Morden for Kenneth and Tracy and 30 Rod. And then Rain Wilson as, Dr- as Dwight Schrute. That's a murderer's row of comedy bit parts. I don't even know if John Cryer had won that, hadn't won that. I don't know if drama's even second there, right? Barney Stinson, Dwight Schrute, those are kind of iconic television comedy figures. But uh, I always wish it had happened for the guy. So, so I have a question that I feel like you would be better suited to answer than I would. Because, again, I'm not really a big movie guy or a show guy do you think it being on hbo kind of hurt him from winning this because it seems like the other shows were on network television as opposed to being behind a paywall i'm looking at the lineup now this that's three nbc shows and two cbs shows and then tevin dillon is on the hbo show so that's a great theory i wonder if that's it however i think two years prior to this Piven won for Ari Gold and that, I mean, that, but Ari Gold's performance transcends everything. Yeah. Yeah. Cause now, nowadays, like Netflix shows win all these awards and a lot of like, you know, Hulu or whatever it might be, Amazon Prime too. Uh, so times have changed because of streaming, but I was always fascinated if that would be the case where you would hear some of these award winners and you're like, dude, this guy won, this show yeah. is better, but then it's behind yeah. a paywall. So those always get funky. Yeah, and honestly, and we can we can move off of this. If this were to happen today, I don't even think Dylan would get nominated because there's just so many more shows. Back mm. in 2009, you kind of were just picking from the same six to 12 shows. So in terms of 
supporting comedic male parts. It's like a small handful of guys. I don't know how many times Dwight Schrute or Barney Stinson, the characters, were nominated, but it wasn't more. It wasn't just once. It was multiple, multiple times. So, you know, in this today's day and age, it's like that category might have 12 nominations. You know what I mean? Quick recap of this week's episode of Entourage. Turtle frets over his unclean thoughts about the sorority girl, given his devotion to Jamie Lynn. And when Drama runs into the producer of Melrose, who initially tanned him, and he suggests that there's a part in Melrose 2009 that Johnny would be perfect for, Drama contacts Lloyd to see if he can get out of his Five Towns contract. And he discovers then that Lloyd has jumped ship from Ari. When Ari learns that Lloyd has gone to Adam Davies, he goes ballistic, and Drama benefits from the tug of war between Lloyd and Ari. Ari gets Drama off Five Towns, but Lloyd makes an impassioned plea to remain his agent. Drama drills Ari about whether he believes in his talent, and Ari lets him go. Eric goes to Ashley's and learns that she's suspicious about the identity of Rupert Pupton, the name she saw on his cell phone. She insists that she's not normally jealous, and suggests that she should be able to read his emails to reestablish trust. Eric agrees, but has second thoughts and ends up breaking up with Ashley. Meanwhile, Jamie Lynn gets a new job offer for a series that shoots in New Zealand. Lamb, what was your favorite moment from this week's episode of Entourage? So, I think my favorite moment was because, yeah, I'm going to make you laugh with this one, dude, but one of my life goals is to be a howdy. You ever heard that <laughs> term? I think I have. Howdy, howdy pull that how yes, he, yes yes like i want the the the, the future miss lamb to be so good looking <laughs> that everyone is like how did this idiot land her right yeah, yeah so when the sorority girl says are you and jamie a real thing it's like towards the tail end of the episode as they're walking from class and that whole sequence is so like elite to me because it's like she's blown away by turtle and that scene in particular is going to be a recurring one throughout this entire episode but when she she like can't believe that jamie lynn is with turtle and she's like you guys are really a real thing like to me that was my favorite moment because it's like yeah man if you're cool if like you can make someone laugh and you have yeah. like charisma you can land anyone dude you can land anyone so to me that was one of my favorite moments where he's like because she also says, like, is that Vincent Chase? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Turtle. <laughs> loved it. Loved it. Lamb, I have the exact same moment. There's oh just God. something so enviable about it. He throws her the peace sign. He's like, I'm Turtle. See you later. And gets into a tricked out Bronco with movie star Vincent Chase behind the wheel. He's basically, like, floating in on a cloud coming in with Jamie Lynn. And left on a rocket ship with Vincent Chase and all these UCLA undergrads, right? 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds are just like, who the fuck is this guy? What it is reminiscent of to me, I don't know why this reminds me of this, but season two, we're going way back to my Maserati does 185. E cheats on his college-age girlfriend with the Perfect 10 model. And then the next day, she confesses I was with someone from my class. And he basically does like a mic drop. He goes to the door and he's like, I wanted to be with you last night, but... I got drunk and I fucked a perfect 10 model. And you know what? I fucked her again last night too. See you later. And he like does the same kind of thing. Like quick deuces in the air and walks out of the door. I wish my life, somehow the circumstances <laughs> lined up so that this could happen. That's how I feel about this scene too, dude. Like why can't I have a famous friend pick me up from school one time? The amount of cachet and credit I would get would be in immeasurable. 
dude yes yes a thousand times yes that's <laughs> that's exactly it man especially when like you know the the whole story of entourage is like yeah vince is the star but he takes care of his boys like a lot but yeah. you know with, with with turtle it was just like this was this was a big episode for turtle man and yeah. and turtle here in this one where he finally gets to experience what it's like to be a megastar right because he has yeah. these girls are now throwing themselves at him so i absolutely loved loved that so wow you and uh you and jamie are like a real couple huh what'd you think well i don't know i mean you see stuff in tabloids you just really never know if it's true or not it is it's too bad yeah yo turtle yo is that vincent chase yeah Gotta go. Who are you? Turtle. See you later. <laughs> what was your favorite bros being bros moment from this week's episode, Lamb? And, I, and I've described this before, but it's essentially like male friendship, male bonding, just whatever you think that phrase means. So, so can I cheat and give you two? Because I have a feeling you might have one of them. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to give you my first one. And then if, if it's yeah, not let's yours. Go back and forth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think it's the opening scene when they're walking and... Uh, he's venting, uh, do I call her? Do I not call her? And every guy, when you have your close group of friends, like you've always vented to them about a girl at some point, right? Yeah. And like, sometimes I call over my friends, like some of my friends have goggles, like they don't see, they don't, they have blinders, right? Like they can't see, but like your boys know, man, she's not good for you, dude. Like, she's not good for you. Stay away. Just be careful. And you're, you're venting to your boys about a girl. And all guys have had the conversation if they're drinking beers with their friends and like goofing around. They're like, yo, would you hook up with this girl? Would you, do you want to? Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't want to, I can't, but would you, you know, shit like that. Just to, just to try to get it out of them that they're being pieces of shit. You know what I mean? The interplay, the walk and talk from the, you know, the late night spot over to like the late night diner is so indicative of young male, culture they're like we're not ready to turn it in yet we're gonna go grab another beer another scotch maybe some food they meet up with drama i have a similar moment from that it's not that whole scene although every one of those walking and talking scenes where they're talking about ease love life and turtles that that that's always in every episode of entourage and that's always a bros being bros moment. but mine's really little so they sit down drama orders another scotch ian vince order amstel lights by the way and turtle which he does all the time he's driving He's like looking out for his boys all the time in this sense. Often Turtle's like, I'm driving. I can't partake. He takes his job so seriously. That's bros being bros. The last thing you need is to kill your movie star friend and his brother <laughs> by just being an asshole, you know? Yeah, that's a good one too. That's a very good one. Because it, he, he does always make sure that he is the DD when he has to be. And he's the driver, right? Like, that's one of the reasons why he's out there. And I'm not calling her again. I wouldn't. I mean, what could I have possibly done wrong this time? You won't know unless you call. So you think I should call? If you want to know what you did wrong, all right, I'll call. Nah, you know what? I'm not calling because I didn't do anything. Good for you taking a stand. A stand against what? A stand against women who get mad at us. We haven't even done anything. Oh, yeah. What have you had that, Tony? <laughs> I've had everything you've had. Jamie mad at you about something? No, but... She did get weird when I told her about the sorority girls rolling around in my underwear. <laughs> What'd she say? Not much. Just she's driving me to school from now on. Ooh, that make you nervous? No, I shouldn't. Maybe because you're still thinking about that one girl? Thinking about her? Yeah, like you want to bang her. 
<laughs> Stop. I have a girlfriend. Oh, so you don't want to bang her. I don't even want to think about banging her because I have a girlfriend. <laughs> Good for you, turtle. Why, you think I should bang her? Oh, no, 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 no. But it would be normal if you did think about it. I am thinking about it. I feel very guilty. Yo, Johnny. What's up? How was work? Awful. Stacy, can I get another one of these, please? Amsel? I'll have one of those, too. Okay, turtle? Driving. All right. I have another one also. Yeah, dude. So, look, man, I, I've had the same childhood friends my whole life, so that's why Entourage really resonated with me. And, you know, now you got to be very careful in PC culture and, and sure, you know, sure, mental yeah. health. It's a real thing. I've had my struggles also. But we've all at some point turned to one of our buddies and been like, dude, man up. Whether it's in yeah. a sport, whether it's, you know, it's something like something like, dude, come on. You just took that shot, man up. It's really going to you're going to make that squeaky face. Like, what are we doing? So when there's a scene where it's turtle uh, right before he gets picked up by Jamie Lynn to go to school. And he's nervous about going to school with Jamie because of the sorority girl. And Vince and Johnny are just like, well, it's mostly Johnny's like, turtle man up, bro. Like, look at the problem that you have. You have two yep. smoke shows that want you. Like, man up. So that man up thing kind of, because, you know, nowadays you don't really hear that term. And and I get it. And, I, and I'm for it also. But when you're with your buddies, you've had these conversations where it comes from a place of love. Dude, I'm smiling because... I have wrote that one down too. Those are my oh, two bros being bros only. So the rewinded a little bit. I like that drama's freaking out. He's like, why isn't anyone calling me back? And Turtle's like, drama, you got to calm down. And he's like, I can't calm down. If I miss this call, I might be done for. And then all of a sudden, Turtle's like, all right, that's Jamie. I'm nervous. And Vince is like, what do you have to be nervous about? You haven't done anything. And drama goes, man up, Turtle. And Turtle goes, you're right. So drama is doing a do as I say, not as I do. He's yeah. like, I'm freaking out. And Turtle's like, calm down. He's like, don't tell me to calm down, asshole. And then yeah. 30 seconds later, Turtle's like, I'm a little nervous. And he's like, man up. And he's like, you're right, dude. <laughs> I should man up. That's that's so male, right? Like That's yeah. just so like bros. Just like some guys can take it. Others can't. Drama's a bit of a head case when it comes to this stuff. So like you got to treat him with kid gloves sometimes. And with Turtle, he's such a cool customer. These guys are like, dude, sack up. You'll be fine. He's like. You got it, guys. And then just walks out the door. And I love that. It's I love that we both had those two moments. Yeah, dude. And also, like, for me, like, I have I have my group of friends where we're all, like, ride or die for one another. And but we growing up and to this day, dude, we say some outrageous shit to one another. Oh, yeah. Like, we are. We we get personal. We, like, rub it in. But guess what, man? When the going gets tough, they got my back. I got their back. Yep. And that's kind of like a microcosm of what Entourage is in this scene, too. It's like, yeah, we're trolling you and whatnot, but like, we're also going to always look out for you and we got your back. I always think of the line from Goodwill Hunting, like, I would lie down in traffic for any of those dudes. Like, yeah. Even if we're like we're on the outs or fighting or making fun of each other, like I'll, at a moment's notice, I'll take a bat to somebody's head if they need it to, just because that's, that's, how, that's how it goes. Yeah, man. Why is nobody calling me back? This is a freaking nightmare. It's early, Johnny. Relax. Ari said he'd handle it. Yeah, what if he doesn't? I miss this. I may never get another opportunity. Trauma. You gotta calm down. I can't calm down. Come on. Ring, phone. Ring, goddammit. Ring. That's Jamie. All right, guys. Have fun. Okay, I'm nervous. About what? You haven't done anything. Yeah. Man up, turtle. All right. Good luck. Later. Later. What was your least favorite moment from this week's episode, Land? Ooh, so it's at the end of the episode when Turtle gets the call from Jamie that 
she is going away to New Zealand for work. And the reason why it's also my least favorite is because I had a friend of mine go through something very similar. Now, she wasn't a A-list actress, but he was in a relationship with someone and they were getting very, they were very, very serious and they were like exclusive. And then she went away to school for six months and like it broke, the, it broke my sure. guy's heart because look, he was someone who had gotten around like he was doing his thing. We were all younger and whatnot, but like he really fell uh, head over heels for this chick. And like the face that turtle makes when he finds out at the end of that episode is like, oh, my God, that's my buddy. Like that's yeah. literally how my friend was because, dude, I was there when he got that call from her. So like to hear like we were playing Xbox at his crib, just like messing around. And it was like you heard someone like pass away in your family the way he reacted. He was devastated. Now he's married and has a kid. Yeah, it's all But good. this was like a decade ago. And it was something that like really, really shattered him at the time. And when those things were not life and death, but just had so much more. Now, now if my wife's like, I go to New Zealand, I'm like, great, I'll watch the dog. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Dude, New Zealand from LA and if Turtle's like in his, I think he's 30 at this point, like still, that is not a hop, skip and a jump. That is not even here to New York, right? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a, deep. That's fucking far. Yeah. So I have a big one and a little one for least favorite moment. Or do you have any other? No, no, that was just that one for me. So the big one is, and it's not that I, this is, might be my, both my least favorite and most favorite moment. It's, it's Ashley just losing it on E Mm -hmm. at dinner, right? Like just can't keep it together, cursing him out, calling him a douchebag, snapping at him because his phone is ringing. Who keeps calling you? That slutty assistant? Like this Ashley arc, man, I've been talking about it every week with guests for since you're making the face that a lot of my guests have made. It's finally come to its natural conclusion. She rears her ugly head. So in a way it's. Cathartic? That's how you say that word. Cathartic because it's like, oh, he's finally rid of the crazy chick. But it took this big, ugly meltdown in a public place for to death there. So I just didn't like that for my boy. He hasn't been great to her, but not enough to warrant this type of behavior from her, in my opinion. Oh, dude, I can't wait to start talking about this chick because she was... Oh, we'll talk man. about her now. Or you want to wait? We'll wait till, no, no, we'll, we'll wait till yeah. when we get to it. But yeah, I agree All with right. you, man. I, I did not like that either. But you know what? Yeah. The reason why was I, I didn't put this down. It was, it made like, you know, I have like three answers for all of these. So I kind of narrow it down. But to me, it was kind of one of my favorite moments because he puts his foot down. He finally stands up. Yeah. And he is like soft throughout this whole show. Like he yep. always gives in. He's a lover boy. He always needs to have someone. Everyone has a friend that's like always in a relationship. They never take time for themselves to just play Xbox and not have to ask anybody to go out. And ask is not the right word. It's like, you know, if you do love someone or you're with someone, it's out of respect. It's like, hey, I'm going to go out with my friends tonight. Mm -hmm. You're not asking for permission, but it's like a courtesy thing. You know what I mean? But sometimes when you're like always in a relationship, dude, I feel like, you know, sometimes you need to just like not do anything and just be on the couch for a couple and just, you know, regroup your Recharge. thoughts. Recharge. Recharge batteries, yeah. Yeah. So so with E, that was the thing. Like, it was it was my favorite moment for the E character because he's like, yes. nah, man, I'm not going through this no more with this crazy chick. I wanted to talk to you about something. I wanted to talk to you, too. Can I go first? Yeah, sure, yeah. That's okay. I feel awful. I should not have asked you to show me your emails. It's just that if we're going to have a relationship, then... Well, that's what I want to talk to you about. Oh. I think part of the reason that you're feeling insecure 
<clears throat> I think part of the reason that you're feeling insecure is because I'm not totally there. Are you breaking up with me? It's just not a good time for me right now, Ashley. But this morning you felt different? But who is that? Calm down, it's just my office. Just your assistant, you mean? Well, yeah, she does work for me. And what else does she do for you? Is that what this is really about? I was right, wasn't I? She wants you and you like it. Answer the phone, if not, let's hear you talk to her. No. Why, because you're lying? Because it's not even her. Well, who is it then, Sloan? Would you calm down, please? Don't tell me to calm down, just tell me it's who it aunt. is. Are you happy? Look. I'm sorry. You know what, I should go. Please don't. There's nothing left to talk about. Oh. You know, you are really a piece of shit liar. You love fucking with me, don't you? You just said this morning you wanted to be exclusive so you could use me and pull this shit now. <laughs> I can't believe I fell for your nice guy act. You are really sick. Yeah, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. And I'm sorry you're a douchebag. Look, I didn't lie to you about anything. I actually liked you. But you show up at the premiere uninvited, you check my phone, you listen to my messages, you want my emails? You, know, you say you're not crazy, but all signs point to the contrary. I'm sorry. The, the other least favorite moment for me is we, we open the episode with Lloyd to sit on the couch. Tom, his boyfriend, is taking care of him. And then Drama calls and is like, hey, I need you to get on this uh, Melrose Place thing. Lloyd stands up and says, Tom, grab me a handful of Xanax, will you? It's okay. I'm in work mode. I don't know how much pills you take and that's not meant to be a weird question but like the opposite of what you want to do is take a bunch of xanax before you need to did a bunch of shit done i was it literally threw me i was like why would you take a bunch of xanax you take a bunch of xanax to lay down and go to sleep for 18 hours what the fuck is it because he's anxious i don't know and it just it just kind of threw me for his being weird and odd writing choice that's all yeah dude you know i've never uh i've never done any kind of drugs um uh, i like to drink that's like mm -hmm. my guilty pleasure. I took a Vicodin one time after ACL surgery. Yeah, and yeah. it was like the first day I got home. And this was back in 2013, bro. And I don't know if this was like that for you, where you were from growing up. But like, that was a huge point of commercial breaks on television uh -huh. would always showcase like the the pill uh, like not pandemic, but like epidemic where it was like, you know, be careful kids 18 to 25 are becoming really addicted. Dude, the level of stress my mother was going through debating. Because on, you were taking Vicodin for the knee. Yeah. Well, they, they gave the Vicodin to me to take for my knee. And this is like the same time, like every commercial break was like, be yeah. careful with pills, be kids careful. with addiction. Yeah, yeah. And my mom was like stressed out. She's like, baby, do you really need one? I was like, yo, I, I do need one for right now. Like I do, sure. I dude, I took one. I felt like complete garbage. And then going back to that man up thing, I just manned up the rest yeah, of the time of my surgery. Look and at that. just, I was like, get those shits out of my face. They're nasty. So I can't even imagine taking a bunch of shit like that just to like become competent in your work stuff. We'll talk a little bit later about how would this episode be different in 2022. Lloyd's doing... Tom, hand me my CBD dummies or like hand me my vape pen. You know what I mean? He's yeah, like, yeah, let yeah. me get, so let me microdose some mushrooms so that my day is a little bit more. It's, it's that type of thing, which is not as deadly. Let's be honest. Definitely. Hi, Johnny. Hey, Lloyd, I got some news. I do as well. I've left Ari for greener pastures. Like a commitment from you that you're coming with me. You left Ari? I'm working with Adam Davies now. 
Jesus Christ, not today. There's nothing to worry about. Look, I think maybe I could get on the new Melrose place if I could get out of my five pounds contract. Johnny. Lloyd, I need you to find out if it's true. And if it is, see if you can get me out of that contract. Are you gonna come with me? Take care of what I just told you. And we'll talk later. I am so screwed. Christ, I've got work to do. Grab me a handful of Xanaxes, would you? I'm okay, I'm in work mode. Go! Lamb, what was the most entourage moment of this week's episode of Entourage? Man, so you know what, dude? I kind of struggled with this one. Okay. And I think the one I went to, and I'm not really happy with this answer. I would love to hear yours and, and yeah. get your comment on this one. But I think it's when E finally breaks up with Ashley and he gets the call from his assistant. Yes. <laughs> and he's like ah you know i'm gonna go home and she's like oh come down for a drink we're at the green room i think it was green door yeah. yeah and he's like nah i don't really want to and she's like come on you know i got some friends and he's like are they hot <laughs> and she's like my friends are hot eric they're you know i don't want i don't want you my friends might want yeah. you whatever and then all of a sudden they cut to all the entourage guys they just all just like, they all rolled in they yeah, all dropped dude, everything like, they were doing yeah because like bro if, if if i'm if i'm home and a buddy of mine calls. He's like, yo, I need you. I'm out with a bunch of girls. I'm going to be like, ah, I don't want to go. And then he's like, dude, they're Victoria's Secret hot. <laughs> you know who's going to the yeah. bar? Yeah, yeah. The boy is going to the bar. Yeah. Like You, you know he's it. never moved faster on his bad knee? I am <laughs> out. I will be there. So I think that was the most entourage moment because good. I've had it where I went out recently, like over the summer. I was talking to this girl. And we went out for drinks and then out of nowhere, I just meet up with like 15 of her friends Shit. did not expect it. And I'm, I'm DMing. I'm not DMing. I'm texting my buddies in the group chat. I was like, I am outnumbered. I need, I need troops. They're like, where are you at? And I was like, yo, just pull up. I was like, I promise you, you'll, you'll have a good time. And then my friends ended up coming. So it's like now, you know, your friends get with my friends. We could be friends kind of thing. Notorious B.I.G. But yeah, I would <laughs> say that's the entourage moment for me, bro. I love that. I'll, 30 second story for me, just as I never get to tell stories like this. And this is a perfect setup. I was dating a girl who lived in the gold coast of Chicago. I also lived in the gold coast. So it's a very walkable city. And I broke up with her for like the last time we were doing the thing where we'd, you know, go back and forth. I brought her for the last time and I was walking back to my apartment with like a box of my shit. She didn't dump me. I broke up with her. And as I left, I was like, I want that. And I want that. And I want that. And I just, you know, got all my shit and I'm walking back to this box. And I walked past this bar called McFadden's and it was on state street, state and division in oh. Chicago. And one of my boys is, touches me and he's like, what are you doing tonight? And I was like, oh, I just broke up with so-and-so. He goes, come to McFadden's. I'm with 12 nursing students right now. And I was like, what? And I was like, hold on, let me drop this box. And I was there in like 30 minutes. And I remember being surrounded by all these very pretty nurses going, this is like out of fucking entourage. <laughs> it really is. Like, <laughs> hey, anything important? I was just eating dinner. She asked to see blood samples? <laughs> no. You sound sad. I broke up with her. Oh, come meet me for a drink. I don't think that's such a good idea. Eric, don't be ridiculous. I'm not after you, but I've got a couple of cute friends who might be. <laughs> and you're sad. I'm not sad. Okay. Your friend's cute? My friends are hot. Maybe call some of your friends? Okay. We're at the green door. Hurry up. I'll see you in 15 minutes. Here's my transition. My most entourage moment is drama's TV career has been going bad for one episode. One episode ago, he had the face makeup. Turns out, you know, his character might be going into a coma this episode. Dan Totley's out to get him. 
And as he's commiserating about it with his boys, his old producer from Melrose Place walks in and basically offers him a perfect role on a brand new show. That's Entourage. None of these dudes suffer for more than like 20, 30 minutes before the next amazing thing's coming. Now, we could argue that like Vinny suffers quite a bit next season. You know, he's got some love issues that, that go on for maybe too long. But like just the fact that like drama's solution appeared within a a week is so fucking funny to me. It's so entourage. And that's that's like the the E thing. He's sad, but now he's not sad as he's surrounded by hot girls. That's entourage, man. That is entourage, bro. Yes. <laughs> what was your favorite line or quote from this week's episode of Entourage? Shout out to Ari Gold, man, because yes. I feel like this could be the one always. But uh when he wakes up with his wife and he's like, <laughs> I woke up with wood. It's like not even a good morning. No. Not even a hey, babe. <laughs> And then <laughs> why is that my problem? <laughs> and then the best is they start hooking up and then the phone rings, which happens so many times yeah. during the entourage series to Ari and it's Vince. And he's like, baby, I need a, at least a blow job. And she's yeah. like, blow yourself, Ari. <laughs> and it's like, it's the best dude. Cause like it happens to Ari so many times. It's such an Ari line and quote. Yep. It was just, it was perfect. Like that made me, and even when I rewatched this after you told me that we were going to do this episode, I rewatched it and it was still funny, dude. Like it just made funny. me laugh. You know what? And not to do the I'm married, you're not thing, but like at some points, all decorum, all romanticism goes out the window and you still like, hey, you want to, you know, and she's like, no. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> it just becomes this like shorthanded, like <laughs> gross. If, if you know, 24 year old JR would have looked back on that, but no way I'm ever going to talk to a woman that way. Like, oh, yeah. Once you've been married, you guys just kind of have a shorthand. <laughs> with each other. So that's why I loved it, too. That was one of my quotes. I'm glad you picked it. Baby. Yeah. I woke up with wood. And why is that my problem? You just take care of me. Well, how about you take care of me? Oh, come on. I have to work all day. I want to work now. Sorry. Okay, fine. <laughs> Jesus. Rupert Pupkin? Vince. Hello. <sighs> Baby, I need at least a blowjob. Blow yourself. There's a couple more. Uh, Dan Totley's assistant. Uh, Dan won't be returning your call ever. And Lloyd goes, ever? And Ari pits up the phone and goes, why would he when you're a dead man? I'm everywhere, Lloyd. It's so fucking good. I'm sorry, Mr. Lee, but Mr. Copley says that any discussions about Johnny Chase will have to be with his agent, Ari Gold, and that he will not be returning your call. Ever. Ever? Why would he when you're a dead man? I'm everywhere, Lloyd. Two more. I'm just going to speed round it. Drama calls Ari. How'd you do it, Ari? How'd you do it? And Ari goes, that's what I do, drama. I part C's. Don't try to comprehend it. Just be thankful that you've been blessed with the proximity to it, which is a little bit of a did. It's yeah. like, I didn't do it for you. I did it because your movie star brother is my number one client. And I can, and because of all of the aura going off of him, I can bless you with my talent. Yeah, dude, I don't want to, I'm, I'm only, I don't want to throw your show for a loop. This is your show. I love it. But uh, the the Coakley drama thing, it with Lloyd. I'm everywhere. Lloyd is my favorite Ari Gold moment. It's good because yeah, it's like when you have someone with that authority power over you, and you're Lloyd. It's like, dude, I re I really can't escape this guy, right? Yeah. Like, what are the chances that he's there? He never cares about drama, and now he's there, and it was just like 
He's physically there before I can even get a call in that yeah. he is everywhere. Like that's that was right. that was my favorite Ari Gold moment of the episode, and I know it's, that's one of the ones coming up later. No, it's fine. We, we I like doing the uh, categories out of order. It's all good. I like that idea that like Ari Gold super agent is such a super agent that like he can out fox everybody and like just be there quicker than everyone else. That's always that's been a running theme. Is like Ari will physically go to the person while everyone else is just trying to get phone calls in, and that's what makes him Ari Gold super agent. So I love it. Last one, we talked about it just one category ago, but ease, earnest, little plea to Ashley at the end. I actually liked you, but you show up to the premiere uninvited, you check my phone, you listen to my messages, you want my emails, you say you're not crazy, but all signs point to the contrary. This is good, man. We've all kind of encountered one of these women in our lives, and I don't know, I want to step ahead and just talk about Sleeper or Keeper. Do you want to talk about Ashley a little bit? I want to hear your Ashley piece. This is this is something I've kind of said ad nauseum over the past couple of weeks, but I want to hear Nick Lamb's opinion of Ashley, the crazy girlfriend of E. Yo, so I actually, the, uh, the like, every, you're right. Everyone has encountered uh, a crazy. And uh, back early around, like, the Super Bowl, towards the tail end of the football season last year, I started talking to this girl, and, like, we got super close, and I got attracted to her. And it was, dude... It was perfect. And I was like, look, man, I'm 31. She's 25. I think like I might kind of like settle down, man, like legit. You know, I was thinking like long term until yeah. my buddy's bachelor party got booked in my friend group. JR, I'm the one with the initiative. Like, yeah, if I don't call the places, if I don't gather, yeah, like nothing gets done. Right. I'm the same way, dude. Yeah. So my friend called me and he's like, hey, man, for Josh's bachelor party, we're looking to do Scottsdale. Can you help me with the booking? I'm like, yeah, I'm down. Hang up the phone. She's with me. We were watching a movie. She's like, oh, where's the bachelor party going to be? And I was like, oh, Scottsdale, Arizona. I was like, you ever been? She's like, no, I've never been. She's like, you're going to go? I was like, yeah, I'm going to go. She's like, no, you're not. And I was like, whoa. I was like, sirens are going off, right? So I kind of was like, I was in the middle of eating a phenomenal bowl of sweet potato french fries, you know, Cajun (laughs) sweet potato french fries. And I'm eating and I was just like, are you serious? Yeah. Like I kind of just was like, there's no way. Right. In my head, I'm like, there's no way. And she's like, yeah, you're not going to be able to go to a bachelor party. I was like, all right, cool. Shook it off. Next day called her. I was like, I don't think we could talk anymore. That's the move. I was like, that, that scared me. Like my, yeah, my parents, my parents haven't told me what to do since I was like 16. Right. <laughs> like yeah. the only thing my mom requests is text me when you get there. It's yeah, her only that's, request. That's nice. Yeah. That's it. Right. So yeah, everyone's encountered this crazy person. Keeper, and you know what though? There are men out there who would go, "Okay, I guess I'm not going." People who just want to be pushed around their whole lives, or nah, man. looking for someone to tell them to do something or what nah. to do. Yeah, dude, dude. Everyone that I know that's in a relationship that has a great relationship, it's always like, "Yeah, go, go to this party yeah. with your friends, or go to the bar with your friends," because then I could do the same thing. And it's not mm-hmm. like, and the ones that are in relationships where it's like, oh, "I can't go to Miami with you guys," it's like. Bro, what? Are you crazy? Anyway, keeper yeah. or sleeper, right? Yeah. No chance in hell if you offered me money would I ever <laughs> date Ashley. No, way. no chance. She was bad news, bona fide, crazy person. Yep. Fun fact, one of my uh, childhood friends growing up is uh, my buddy Joe Sanagato. He's a big YouTube star. Yeah, you were, tell- you were telling me about him last time. You were yeah, around, so in my phone, dude, in my phone, to this day, he is... Rupert popped in. Yep. 
That's great. He's showing me his phone. That's amazing. Rupert Pupkin. That's so, a deep. That's a deep take or a deep cut right there. So Rupert Pupkin, that whole scene with Ashley was hilarious because in my phone he's Rupert Pupkin, that's and uh, I mean the keeper to me, dude. And I was obsessed with Jaina Kramer who plays Sorority Girl. Yep. It's yep. like she remind me of so like my celebrity crush growing up was Minka Kelly. Mm-hmm. Friday, Friday Night, Night Lights. Lights. Yeah. Lady Cheaters Garrity. Girl. Cheaters Girl. <laughs> Oh, great. Number one, her and Trish Stratus from wrestling, my two number one draft picks, right? <laughs> you can't, you know, you got to have as many as you can get, right? So uh, I was obsessed with Sorority Girl, dude. I was like, <laughs> this is, if anyone ever wants to envision who I see Miss Lamb looking like, it's a Sorority Girl, Minka <laughs> Kelly type. So she is definitely a keeper. I would take her last name if we're <laughs> I have no issues with that. And yeah. definitely not keeping around ashley i mean how could you dude like that's, that is yeah. just that's yeah that's that's a lot that never ends well right like and you know what this is the episode where every single one of the guys is like yeah because she's crazy and like we've just been kind of waiting to tell you this and it's it's a tough spot when your boy's in deep with the girl and you you're the guy who says she sucks they can end up being married and you're not invited to the wedding and all of a sudden that friendship's over so you gotta keep your mouth shut until you know your boy's mind is made up and then you go by the way dude we all fucking hated her and Vince does it and drama does it in this episode. They go, yeah, she's crazy. Yep. Can't believe can't believe you stuck it out with her this long. Brittany thinks Ashley's crazy. I think Brittany wants you. So Ashley's not crazy? She may be, but I think regardless, Brittany's trying to move her out of the way. So what do I do? Well, how hot is Brittany? You stop it, Vince. <laughs> you want me to come down there and move her out of your way? Vince. Look, E, how did you feel about that email thing? Well, I feel violated. Your instincts about Ashley from minute one with it all signs point to crazy. I guess I need to end it. I think you do. Personally, uh, I'm not a Janet Kramer or an Ashley girl. I'm a uh, Brittany E's assistant played by Tate Mara. That's that's me all the way, dude. <laughs> yeah, she's she's a good one too. She's going to come up in a little bit. She's going to come up right. in a little bit. Psalms, I wouldn't say this has been a strong season for like needle drops. There's like two or three songs. Did anything jump out at you? Dude, I left this one blank, man, and yeah. I'm sorry to do that. It wasn't no, anything. It wasn't anything that uh, jumped out to me. Like nothing. Even when I was watching it back, there was nothing that like got me on my seat, head bopping. It was yeah. kind of just, I don't know. Maybe they ran out of song choices and they just picked some like templates that you could download off the internet. I don't know. It wasn't a good one for me. I, I agree. There, there's maybe like there's a song called "Fur in My Cap" by Rob Roy when Turtles dropping E off super early at Ashley's. He's drunk, and then this is more of like trivia but the song playing at the end when all the boys are in the club it's a song called magic by lady hawk and lady hawk is a musician from new zealand turtle gets a call from jamie lynn saying it shoots in new zealand i don't know if they i don't know if that was intentional it had to have been intentional right to pick an artist from every country in the world that's you know a nice little wink and nod but nobody knows that besides the host of the fucking entourage podcast who has to do this shit dude i had no idea till now like that's that's pretty interesting i like that i like that speaking of girlfriends you guys might keep it down a sec just been a little jealous lately hey babe you ready for me to pick you up yeah but my agent just called me. Did you get the role? Not that one, but they offered me the lead in another series. That's great. Is it good? It's great. That's awesome. But it shoots in New Zealand. Really quick, what would be a perk that you saw this week that maybe might not be applicable to normal dudes like me and you. Like what was what was the best perk you saw? Besides like turtle 
just you know having a-list friends oh come on you bastard how is that not the best perk it is it's pretty good it's pretty good yeah you're right i'm sorry bro having i would take having a famous friend over a rolex are you kidding me because you know how many more rolexes i could get a it's Rolex? Like, yeah. It's like, bro, you just being friends with someone that famous, like how Vince yeah. is and Entourage is like, dude, you can get so you could get Turtle gets hooked up with sneakers. He gets first class and meets Jamie Lynn. Sure. Like, what? You being Vince's best friend? And again, I go back to the Who Are You by Sorority yeah, Girl. It's, it's like that's scene. the best perk, yo. Like I'm Turtle. See you I'm later. Turtle, an A-list. The A-lister of A-lister comes to pick me up from school. Yeah, dude. I love it. Okay, I didn't mean to step on that. I apologize. Okay. I'm going to say, though, a new perk makes an appearance in this episode. It's around for the next couple episodes. We've never seen this brand new red Ford Bronco that Vince and Drama are riding around in. This thing is this thing is tricked out with extra headlights, chromed out hubtail. I'm not a car guy, but my yeah. wife, who comes from a car family, was like, that's a sick Bronco. Like she was walking by, she's always walking by as I'm watching these episodes three or four times. And like, I, she was, she stopped and was like, that's a sick Bronco. And I was like, yeah, I think this is supposed to be dramas. Or this is Vince's car. Actually, this drama's got the Cutlass turtles got the Maserati. Dude, I can't keep track, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this is like, this is a dope car. And, uh, and, so I gotta say I gotta shout out that because it's around from the next two episodes. You know what? If we're if we're actually going with material things or objects, I would have it can to be agree whatever, with dude. you. Yeah, yeah, I would have to agree with you also because it's it's out of the ordinary from the kind of cars that they do have. Like they always True. have they have the Escalade, they have the Maseratis, they have the Ferraris, they have all these like really dope luxury cars, yeah. and then having that car is more like badass uh blue collar yeah it's tricked out but that's more of like your your nine to fiver kind of car 100 the headlights say i can't i don't remember off the top of my head but they say something funny they say like yo or hey or hello on all the headlights and it's like what a strange choice for movie stars yeah. it's a choice with movie stars are strange people and like apparently it works for him so how would this episode be different today plot wise lamb if it happened in 2022 what would be different so I think the, you kind of mentioned it before in passing, but the scene when E wants to go to Ashley's early in the morning and he goes, turtle drive me. And he's like, yo, I've been not drinking, but he like, he wanted to smoke. And it's like, bro, he would have just called an Uber. Or Lyft, that's true. Right. Yeah. Like that, that's the only one I could have think uh, I could have thought of because I know you want to avoid like cancel culture, hot takes. So, and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I think that, that would be the one, right? Like you could just commute. Yeah, instead of inconveniencing your boy at six o'clock in the morning after a long night, that's tough. Right. I'm right. assuming Ashley doesn't live close. LA is so spread out, dude. It's just, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the only one that I thought of. Where are you going? I'm going to Ashley's. I got to know what I did. You've been drinking. Yeah, okay, you're right. Turtle, you got to drive me? What happened to taking a stand? All right, come on, get up. I need a ride. Good luck. <sighs> All right. I got a couple, but that's because I think about this show way too much. First, Ashley would be asking for Eric's phone password as opposed to his emails or Ooh, any of that shit. And that's, that's a- like, that's more valuable than anything, right? Like, that's access to everything. That's access to your photos, your texts, your tweets, your DMs. So, like, that's what she'd be asking. She'd be like, hey, I just want to see your phone password. Please just let me look through your phone a little bit. Like, fuck that violation of privacy. Drama wouldn't be trying to get down to, like, a reboot. He'd be trying to get down to one of these Netflix original series that's, like... Uh, the new thing that's come, you know, it's going to be seen in a hundred countries and to make him an overnight sensation. He's too old for it, but he's also too old for everything. But like, that's the offer in front of him is like, 
drama, you were going to be the co-star of a Netflix original top series where you're a fucking sergeant. I'm kind of making it up off the top of my head. but And then last, the sorority hoes, they'd be like social media wannabe influencer types. Like they wouldn't want to be sleeping with Turtle. They'd want him to like post about them. They'd want like some yeah. of that, you know, that cash. Status. Shit. It's the status. status. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Like they see him as a run to climb higher on the social media status ladder, you know, and and that's it. That's what it's all about these days, especially for 19 year olds in college. Like that's, that's how they'd see it. They wouldn't see it as like, Oh, he's so dreamy because he's friends with Vincent Chase. They'd go, Dan, that dude's got half a million followers and his best friend has 5 million followers. Let's go hang out with him and get our, our shit posted. Yeah. And then, and then we could post on our stories that we're at a pool party that they throw or we're out getting drinks with them. Yeah, you're right. That's, that's actually a really good one. That's a really, Thank really you. good one. I like that one. Yeah. No, but you're right, though. Are those the whores that stole your underwear? What? The sorority hoes that are staring at us? Yeah, I think so. Brunette's pretty cute. You think? You don't think so? Yeah, she's not my type. Oh. Okay, you better get to class. Yeah. My meeting finishes early. I'll pick you up. Nah, don't even worry about it. Vince is bored and he wants to drive. Good luck at your meeting. Thanks. Faces in the crowd. So I want to talk about Phil Yudota, a.k.a. William Fitchner, a.k.a. one of the best character actors of all time. This dude has been in fucking everything. Yeah. Heat, Contact, Armageddon, The Perfect Storm, Crash, Black Hawk Down, Dark Knight. He was the villain in all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies, which made half a billion dollars. Like, this dude has been everywhere, and I just love his L.A. producer vibe. Looks like he's stoned. He's kind of wearing that, like, Henley, like, loose shirt. And he's just like, drama, man. It's so good to see you. I was just thinking about you, man. Like, it's almost like nothing phases this dude because he's been in the industry for so goddamn long. Here's a fun fact about him, which you'll appreciate. He is a native and a fan of the Buffalo Bills. He appeared in a commercial for them before the 2014 season, and he narrated the 30 for 30 documentary Four Falls of Buffalo yes. about the four consecutive Super Bowl appearances. Uh, very, very cool. I love I love the character. I wish he was around longer. He's only around for the next two episodes. So I don't know if we skipped over it if, or if we didn't get to it, but he was a part of my best and worst celebrity cameo oh i skipped that my bad dude i didn't think there was a celebrity because he's not playing himself so here's the thing right like the reason why i i brought that up is because this is the first time we're introduced to him that's true so yeah moving forward it's not a cameo yeah but at the time you're looking at it like oh shit it's the dude from i mean for me it's the longest yard right like he was that's in the fair. Longest yeah. yard also so but shortly after, he becomes a very important piece of this whole storyline because yeah. Johnny's Bananas also later down the road. So, yeah, that's why for me it was like the best and the worst because like usually you've had like bigger celebrity cameos. I'm like, sure. look, he's he's a very well-known figure. I'll be honest with you, bro. Again, full disclaimer. I'm not really the biggest movie guy. I, I know. know. I recognize him, but I'm like, oh shit, he's that guy from the movies. But so that's why he works for faces in the crowd as opposed to celebrity. Because ah. I think even me, I'm a big movie guy. I see him, I don't immediately go William Fichter. I, yeah. Fichter. Uh, and I don't think, that, it's just not a household name, but he's a household face. Yes, yes, yes. Because 
I didn't know his name until I looked it up because I was like, I don't want, I don't want JR to ask me, <laughs> you know, Phil, you go to his real name and not have it. But yeah, man. This isn't a quiz show, Lamb. I'm not about And what was Phil, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, faces in the crowd, I think applies also. But for me, it was best and worst celebrity cameo because okay. I, didn't, I didn't think there were any other ones that were of substance. Yeah. It's a bummer. And there aren't many through the end of this. I mean, there's a ton in this in the season six finale, which we're going to get to. We got LeBron and Damon and, you know, Bono and all that shit. But, like, the celebrity cameos really did kicked up a notch once once Turtle starts uh, the Avion co-branding mm. thing. <laughs> six Man Award. Who comes off the bench and just, like, brings it? You know what I mean? Like, who, who, who just makes use of his or her minutes this episode? Oh, dude, it's E's assistant. Yeah, I've wrote her down too, Brittany. Yeah, I mean, it, it has to be, right? Because, so I have a friend of mine, childhood friend of mine, and her dad and my dad, JR, grew up in Greece together. Wow. So I'm an only child, and she's like the sister I never had. Yep. She tells me guy problems. I'm like, yo, if I send this girl flowers to her apartment, is that weird? Like, yeah, you yeah. know, not out of the blue, but like, she's the one who I pick her brain about like- She's a sounding shit. board, yeah. 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 So- she's that for e in the sense of like yo this girl's crazy yeah right she swung by the office my bad i was being rude to her so she kind of tells e that she's crazy but he's conflicted because ashley tells him that the assistant wants to ride you and so does so does vince and drama they're like oh yeah your assistant wants to move ashley out of the way so it's it's right. fair right so he's in a little bit of a love triangle which is kind of also the theme of this episode too love triangles, like both yeah. both turtle and e are in these love triangles but it has to be her it has to be her because then she also introduces him and the guys to her friends that yeah. were very attractive at the end and fun fact dude kate mara it, her family is the mara family who come on the new york giants my favorite your, your my team. favorite team so yeah, yeah they I also mean, own the steelers <laughs> yeah yeah it's fucking wild so six man for sure. I had it too. She she calls Ashley out for being paranoid, and then le- later she like made sure to be like, "No, I'm a career girl. I'm not attracted to you. E, I'm not trying to sleep with you." But like my friends can. She's a very like written by dudes female character. You know what I mean? Like super hot, super laid back, has hot friends to throw. But like you know, it's one of those people you might encounter in your twenties and uh, make make an impact. Like you'll remember that friendship or that relationship super, super well down the line. Is there something on your mind, Eric? <laughs> Actually, would you ever ask a guy to read his emails? No, I just look at him. <laughs> Kidding. Did Ashley? Yes. Why? What'd you do? I didn't do anything. You had to have. I lied to her once about my ex call. Do you still see her? My ex? No, I mean, not like that. I mean, last time I saw her, I ditched her for Ashley. Oh, so Ashley's paranoid. Yeah, she's got some trust issues. Obviously. So you don't think she's warranted? No, I think she's crazy. Drama moments. There's some good drama in this episode. What was yours? So I think, and and I don't want to come off as like lame by saying this, but he's he's so paranoid. But like yeah. with this one too, when he goes to Ari and he's it's like, so good. do you want to grab lunch? I'm busy. Well, maybe dinner. And then he finally, like, stands up for himself, dude. Yep. He's like, do you like me, Ari? Like, have you ever watched any of my stuff? Because Lloyd told him that he never, he's never watched anything of your work. And then Ari kind of has that moment where he's like, he's also honest with drama, too. Yeah. He's like, dude, go with him because that guy is going to take care of you and you're his only guy. So, like, 
it felt I felt like Ari puts his guard down for the first time and drama stands up for himself for it's such a good moment. I don't want to say it's his first time, but it's the first time that I can remember that he does it to Ari like that. Most of the time he's just desperately seeking Ari's approval, wants yes. Ari to rep him. And when Ari finally does rep him for kind of suspicious circumstances trying to back at Lloyd, he realizes he needs to he says it multiple times that this is my life. This isn't like, I'm not just a playing card for you. I'm not just a chess piece on your board. I, this is my life. If you don't have my best intentions, he says, do you believe in me? If you believe in me, if you believe in my talent, I'll stay. But if you can't look me in the eye and say that you believe in me, I've got to go with Lloyd and Piven multiple Emmy winner. We we were just talking about this. Does this incredible thing where he's thinking and then making a decision and thinking. And then he goes, go, you can tell he's he's turning it over in his head. How, what do I say to this guy? And he goes, go. But only because I like you, drama. And believe me, that little prick will have all the time in the world to take care of you. And they have like a real, this is really bros being bros. They have like a hug. Drama says, thank you, Ari. And Ari says, good luck to you, drama. It's it's great. It's an, it's an incredible moment. It's the best scene between Piven and Dylan, I think, in possibly the whole series, to be honest mm. with you. No, yeah, it's. I think it's a it's a defining moment, and you know, at the time, I didn't think that, but as I mean, dude, I can't tell you how many times I've rewatched Entourage. Like now that I watched this episode because of your request and me being on, I think I might just like I'll I'll throw it on while I'm editing because I can just like pop my head up and I'll, I'll know where we're at and I'll just go back and not pay attention for two three episodes. So. It's like a good pastime for me as Entourage. But yeah, I feel like drama. This was a big drama moment, man. He puts his foot down for himself. Ari? Yep. Johnny Chase is here for you. Hey, drama. What's happening? Oh, not much. I thought I'd come by and see my new agent. Ah. Hey, look, if you're busy, I could come back. Yeah, I got a stack of scripts. Hey, you want to grab lunch? Lunch? My treat. No, I, I, can't, I can't grab lunch. I understand. Uh, maybe tomorrow, or dinner, or breakfast. Is, is there something you want to talk about? Do you like me, Ari? You're freaking me out, drama. Do you think I'm talented? Are, are you having a breakdown? No, no seriously, I, I want to know. Y yes, I think you are talented. What have you liked me in? OK, uh, what is this about? I want to know why you want to sign me. Did Lloyd call you? He couldn't have possibly made an impression. He believes in me. He is a child. But he believes in me. So do I. Do you? Yes. Or do you hate him so much that you take me to spite him? Drama. Just answer me, Ari. Do you believe in my talent? Because this is my life. What you did for me today was amazing. I'll never forget it. If you really want me here, I'm here. But you got to be honest with me. You got to look me in the face and tell me that you believe in my talent. Or you got to let me go. go but it's because i like you all right and believe me that little prick's gonna have plenty of time to take care of you thank you Ari. All right. good luck to you drama and tell that man of yours to keep his eyes pinned wide open because i'm gonna be gunning for him i will let's flip the coin what was your favorite ari gold moment from this week's episode so i kind of mentioned it before the call with coakley and how I'm everywhere, Lloyd. But I also <laughs> like the Ari calling Lloyd and telling yes. him to gag on Davy's balls. And his rant about Lloyd being nothing to him anymore is just so stone cold, ruthless. And and also like 
you know, Ari feels betrayed, dude. Oh, you're yeah. gonna leave him and go to his number one nemesis. Like that is some WWE 1998 shit that's going on there. Like an ultimate heel turn. So that was a it was a cool Ari moment because you see why he gets so fired up because he hates Davies and Lloyd, who he welcomed into his home is going to go and work with this dude. It's like, Oh, I'm going to kill this guy. So for me, that was, that was my Ari gold moment for this episode. I'll drop the audio of Ari's rant in, but just really quick. You're sorry, Lloyd. You have no idea how sorry you're going to be. I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to erode every fiber of your spirit. You no longer exist. You are dead to me, and the town will know that anyone meeting with you, speaking with you, or even nodding to you on the street will be dead as well. So die, Lloyd. Die, die, die. And when you're daddy on Davy's balls, I want you to bite down so he can die too. Dodd Allen, you are a genius. That is some of the best insane writing I've ever read, and it's so perfect delivered by Jeremy Piven. I'm sorry you feel that way, Ari. You're sorry, Lloyd? You have no idea how sorry you're going to be. I am going to destroy you. I am going to erode every fiber of your spirit. You no longer exist. You are dead to me. And the town will know that anyone meeting with you, speaking with you, or even nodding to you on the street will be dead as well. So die, Lloyd. Die, die, die. And when you're gagging on Davy's balls, I want you to bite down so he can die too. Call Dan Cokey's office, set up an emergency meeting ASAP. Last two questions, Lamb. Who besides Vince won this week's episode of Entourage? I got a take. Let's hear it. <laughs> you sat up in your chair. I got a take. Dude. What is it? One of, the, hot take. one of the worst Vince episodes of all time. Well, he's, he doesn't do much this season, which I've, I've talked about. He's chilling. He's on easy street. Right. So, and like, what, what's the Vince moment in this episode? No, who besides Vince wins this episode? No, I'm saying Vince doesn't win this episode. Like, it's not a good Vince episode. Like, Vince... I say Vince wins every episode because he's the one who makes it all happen. And like, he's, you know, so that's fair. Okay, yeah, you're right. All of this happens because of Vince. But for like this episode, Vince does nothing like at all. He just drives around a little bit. (laughs) He drives around. He barely talks in it. Like he doesn't like really contribute. He's just there like this is where this is where I would envision like celebrities like that that are that close with their people would take like a day or two to really try to like let's have all the attention on on my bros for this. Right. Like you're going through some girl troubles. You might need me as a reference to like, remember that episode with redemption that I was on. Yeah. He drags him into that meeting for little bow wow. Right. Mm -hmm. Like he's Mm -hmm. just there. So to me, Vince, I don't think Vince wins this episode. My, my pick is Eric because he escapes Ashley. Like he just gets away from the crazy girl and I, I just think it has to be it has to be E in this one. I don't disagree with that. I think after the exhaustive Ashley arc, which is from episode one this season, we are on episode 10. So she has been around for at least eight or nine of these episodes. I'm glad that he is done with her. But I will s- I'll say that Lloyd wins this episode because he gets his one client to stay with him. And he gives this really impassioned plea that you mentioned it earlier, but he's like, Johnny, you've been my one client for over two years, and I will continue to treat you like you're my only client for the rest of my career. Will Ari, if I lose you, I will be devastated. Do you think Ari will even care? I believe in you, Johnny Drama. I believe in your talent. 
does Ari? Or does he really just want you so he doesn't want to piss off Vince? Or does he want you so that he can piss off me? This is the first day of the rest of your life. What do you want? This is where we see Lloyd become a good agent. And obviously he's rewarded with that at the end of the season. But we see him him stand up for himself. And him, you know, walked into Davey's office and just immediately did into work mode. And try his damnedest to do totally on the phone. And like, you know, he doesn't have a lot of leverage in this town. But he does a great job. And he celebrates. Uh, drama calls him and he's like, yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. He's so happy. It's, it's, a great, it's a great win for Lloyd when he's been getting shit on by Ari for six straight episodes. They, that's a good one, man. That's definitely a good one. And, and it's hard to disagree with that one. Lloyd, here's the bottom line. As hard as it is to hear, I let you be my agent because Ari would not be. We had some fun. And now not only does Ari want to sign me, but he took care of what you could not take care of. What else is there to say? Johnny Drama, I got you on Five Towns. Ari's never even seen it. Really? I don't think he's seen anything you've ever done. How's that possible? I've seen everything, from Viking Quest to the new, new Love Boat. That pilot never even aired. You were a tremendous young Meryl Steubing. You think? I know. Johnny, you've been my one client for over two years, and I will continue to treat you like you're my only client for the rest of your career. Will Ari? I will be devastated if I lose you, Johnny Drama. You think Ari will even care? I believe in your talent. Does Ari? Or does he want you because he doesn't want to piss off Vince? Or does he want you just so he can piss me off? This is the first day of the rest of your life. What do you want? I also had an honorable mention for Turtle, but it's only but it's only because that moment. It's only because like that gotta be so cool to have two girls like that. Just like you have to pick and choose. And it's always funny. Like when a girl finds out that you're in a relationship, it's like, they just flock to you. It's like, where were you when I was single for a decade? Like now you have to, it's never when you're single that this happens. And there's a a common phrase that people say around this. And I don't know if I should say it, but I am going to say it. It's my podcast. And that is that pussy smells pussy and that's what that is and i'm sorry if i have to make anyone uncomfortable if anyone's listening in the car with their kids but it's a thing man or it's i've seen it happen in real life and i've seen it happen to me and some of my friends so uh yeah dude uh what a what a spot you want to hear the piece of shit that i am when i was younger (laughs) of course i'm like nah dude i'm good i mean (laughs) i shouldn't even say younger i was like 29 i'm 31 now so it's not even uh, we were drunk. We were drunk out in New York City one night, and I took my buddy's. You know those like black silicone wristband, um, wedding bands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he gave me his, and I was like, "Yeah, I just want to see if like." What this did is- your buddy want to do? He wanted to pretend to not be married. For the no, night? no, no. I told him I was like, "Yo, I guarantee you, if I put that on, because like we were there for like two hours, and like I was striking out left and right. I just couldn't, couldn't even strike up a conversation. Sure, dude, I put it on." And I swear it was like uh, changed. Yep. It was like, hold on, hold on. What's the dude's name from Avengers? Thanos. Thanos. It's like Thanos had all the, the stones. It's <laughs> like, ah, uh, the power coursing through him. From dude, the I just had it on and like I went to the bar and I was just over there and like the conversations were just striking up. And I was like, this, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go buy one. My friend's like, you're a psychopath. <laughs> dude, you know, you technically wouldn't be doing anything wrong morally it's a little bit of a gray area but you're not you're deceiving but you're not straight up like lying i mean yeah. someone asked to be like oh you know we're we're taking a break <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, a one-time say, thing i will say it yeah. was a one-time thing but it was not a one-time thing jr of me entertaining the possibilities you know, 
Oh, and if oh. anyone who's listening is single, I, I don't suggest you try this. I order you to try this <laughs> because that's a great experiment that I don't think I'll ever be able to try. Last question, Lam, and this has been a blast as always. And I was telling you when we were offline, like you're coming back for season seven, you're coming back for season eight. And if we do eventually to break down that movie, you're going to come on and do that too. Was this an A-list, B-list, or D-list episode of Entourage? We can do pluses and minuses. Man, man. So, like, you always got to add context, right? I like to I like to think of it as how many W's did the main characters get? I like that. Right? So, like I said, Vince didn't really get a W in this one. I thought it was a very just, like, if Vince didn't appear, I think it would have more of an impact on this episode. Like if, if Vince missed this whole episode for some reason, it'd be more significant than what he did in this episode, in my opinion. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. So I think it is a, I'm going to go with a B plus episode. However, I think it's an A plus for the E character, mm-hmm. the drama character, and it's an A for the turtle character. So I think. Vince is like a D minus for me. I could be a very <laughs> harsh critic. And then also like it's a win for Lloyd. It's a it's a win for um it's not really a win for Ari because he loses he loses Lloyd. So I think B plus is fair. I think it's a B plus episode, but there are a lot of A plus moments. episode moments yep. for the main guys in the show. It's the exact same grade I gave it. And I will say I do try to look at it in the context of season six, seven, and eight, this time period that we're in where there's a lot of tough episodes in that season. If you've stacked this up against any of them, it's a clear winner. It doesn't have some sort of seminal moment that you look back on. Oh, that episode of Entourage where this happens. And that, I think, always dings it because we got one coming up in two weeks or the, the episode where Matt Damon shows up, the episode where, you know, E proposes to Sloan. But that's some good shit. This is missing that. It's definitely missing a little bit of Vince. And Ari's kind of on his heels Ari's been his, his wheels have been spinning and we get into the Terrence thing uh next week too and the acquisition there and like things obviously end up working out but like he needs something to do and uh we're, we're right we're right before that so b plus feels perfectly good to me yeah man and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna push back a little bit on you know the the significant entourage moment I think the okay. significant entourage moment is for the e character where he finally gets away like you said dude this is episode 10 eight of the 10 episodes have been Ashley featured yeah. and she's a big, she's an important role in this series. Well, in this season of entourage, I should say, hmm. but I think that also kind of sets up the Sloan dynamic once again, because he went out there, he experimented and he realized like, man, I have a really good thing with Sloan who was another celebrity crush. I think for a lot of us that were fans of entourage. So yeah, man, I think, I think the moment is him breaking up with Ashley because the whole season I remember watching, it's like, dude, come on, this girl is bad news. Like, what are we doing here? We all can see it. Everyone could see it. Yeah. So I think that would be the the significant moment. Lam, this has been a blast. Thank you for making this work. I'm glad you're back. We're going to have you back in the mix plenty more times. As I mentioned, where can the listeners of, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Find you, follow you, listen to you. Nick Day is 10 on all social media outlets and check out Veterans Minimum. It's my sports podcast, entertainment, uh, heavily sports betting, 
twice a week, a part of the Blue Wire Network. I'll put a link to subscribe in the show notes. So if you guys just want to go to there, click to subscribe, take a listen. That's a monster. We're super happy for you, dude. And uh, I'll be in Vegas for New Year's. So let's link up in person, even if just for a couple beers, just to, you know, put a name to that pretty face. <laughs> yeah, dude, we got to, we got to make it happen this time, man. And, and we'll figure something out. Maybe I come out to, to California. I've never been to Cali, bro. I've never yeah, been to you're Cali. You're right next door, literally. So, yeah, yeah. It's it's not that long of a drive in comparison to what it would have been from Queens. So, yep. dude, I, I, like I said, I love this show. This show is dope. I've li- I've caught up on all the episodes. Thank you. Um, I know you've had some like interesting people on here too, like uh, the comedian uh, Chris Stefano. Yeah, dude. Yeah, he's from your neck of the woods. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. He's one of he's one of my favorite comedians, and you know, shouts to to BJ and and to Kyle, who I've got to know over the years too. So, this is like I said, man. This is the only show that I've like peer pressured someone that I need to be on. So, <laughs> anytime, man, anytime. But let's keep it special, though. I'll come. I'll come back for season seven. We'll let's surprise the folks. And yeah, dude, this was this was fun. Absolute blast. We will talk to you guys next Monday. <laughs>